There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your hosts, Tara Long and Liz B. Hello, hello, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Source Connection. You can sometimes, if you want, call me Tara, and you can call my co-host Liz, if you'd like. We do answer to those names. So thank you for being here today. We're going to start with a few minutes of hmm, just being together, just being together, and let's see what happens. So let's just be present with the aliveness of this moment together. And you can relax if you'd like. You can sit or lie. You can close the eyes. Breathe. Just notice yourself breathing. And notice that when you bring awareness to the breath, it naturally begins to slow down and become deeper. And you begin to <clears throat> connect with that breath more and with your body more. So just feel your body. I want you to just get comfortable in your body. So yes, physically comfortable. Yes, of course, physically comfortable in the body. Mm. But also just coming home to the comfort that your body provides you. And if you're having challenges in the body or disease in the body, that's okay. Just let it be there because we know it's doing everything for you. But find something that is really good, really good, really comfortable, and really feels like home. And sink into that. And first we sink in in the body, and then we can go deeper. We're sinking into the floor, the earth. Which is just an extension of our bodies, of nature. And then we can sink even deeper where there is no space or form at all. That infinite place that we all are, that we all meet together. And let us just be here for a few moments.
connecting with your breath again. Bringing you back to this moment. And just isn't that so lovely to connect to yourself in that way, to give yourself that gift, that permission. And if we can do this every day, in the moments we have, how beautiful is that? I almost forgot uh, that I was doing this for a moment when we... <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I gotta come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Juicy goodness. I had a brilliant idea while we were doing this. <laughs> oh, good. Tell me. I think we should, when we get um, Mike Wiener on our show, we should... Um, we should present the idea of a East Coast music and sky. And we should. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. Isn't that, that, is a, that is a good idea, right? That is an amazing, scintillating idea. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. You know what? I've actually, and I've thought of that too. When, when I see all these things, music and sky and different things in California or whatever, I'm like, hmm. How can we have something like that here? Because there's there's definitely the space for it. Yes, you know, in Tennessee especially, there's just so much space. All right, universe. Here we go. Here we go. All right. This is from Holly. What's that? This is from my friend Holly. Every time something happens that we were like, mm. yeah, mm, that's good. Thumbs up for those of you listening. We're we're just thumb, we're start, thumbing a double thumbs up. We <laughs> start to you know the engine. Well, the engines yeah. add or will be otherwise it wouldn't be downloaded. So yeah, I'm just I'm already just, started. The universe is putting down right. I'm like right. Just, you're just pulling it in, pulling it in. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Music and sky, East Coast. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there'd be so yeah so much interest okay great 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 it is done it is done yes so we'll see you guys there we'll let you know the details when they come out <laughs> oh yeah is it all itself yeah as you can sky east coast mm, we had a, an idea to talk about nutrition and mm. what is nutrition and um as we were we don't really do things by topic here, but we were having a conversation and we thought, oh, what if we talked about nutrition? And, you know, since we're here talking about new ways, not new ways, but ways of being and creating and um, relating in this new paradigm that is emerging, we thought, all right. Yeah, let's talk about something that we all are we all experience every day right which is um nutrition and, and we talked about this before we recorded but what nutrition is and of course the definitions are usually to do with food and nutrients you know micronutrients and all of that in the body which is part of it but <clears throat> nutrition is also what nourishes you what are you taking in right what are you allowing into your body into your field, into your mind, into your heart? What are you allowing in? And so all of those things can nourish you um, or not, right? 
Yeah. So nutrition is wide and vast and, you know, we can talk about, I definitely want to talk about the, the food aspects here, but we can talk about, you know, all of the yeah. other ways. Why don't we start there? Yeah, let's start there. Liz and I both have a lot of experience with different ways of eating. So yeah, I can, I can go or you can go. You can go. I'll just say that I am drinking a little cacao drink that I made. <laughs> And my cacao that you gave me for my birthday is done. Oh, like, it's done. oh no. So yeah. I need to- <laughs> New cacao. New cacao. Yes. This is um, just a cacao drink with powdered cacao, but still delicious and still so inviting cool. and heart opening and just all of the goodness. Mm. And maybe, you know, that's one of the things that has been, I guess, brought to our attention not too long ago. I think that it's one of those wisdom things, right? That was just kind of maybe not shared as much. And then all of a sudden people started to realize, wait a minute, there's something here. Yes. And potent. And there's more as we're talking about nutritional value, physical nutritional value. There is an energetic nourishment that comes from, um, I think well-sourced, let's put it that way, cacao, as with anything that we would put in. Yeah, our well-sourced, yeah. And how is yeah. it being cultivated? But um, yeah, if you have not tried ceremonial cacao, mm-hmm. highly recommend that. Yeah, it is also delicious. Yes. It's delicious it's, tasting. It's grounding, huh? right? It's, it's really earthy. It's earthy. You're eating and drinking the earth. Yes. Um, So you get the spirit of the plant that's been here for, you know, however many thousands of years. So that's what's so lovely about plant medicine, even though I don't know if anyone would call that plant medicine, but it is really, you know, any herb, I think is a plant medicine. Earth medicine, right? It's earth medicine. Yeah. I'm drinking roibos tea, which is, um, it comes from Africa and it has a sweet nutty flavor. Um, yeah. So gosh, where do I start? Oh my gosh. I have had, I have eaten in every possible way, probably <laughs> that one can imagine and done all the cleanses of any kind <laughs> one time or another. Try No, I haven't tried everything, but I have tried a lot of things and what I, and what I'll say, what I'll start with for me, what all of that did for me, trying all those different ways of eating, um, you know, the paleo, the vegetarian, the vegan, the meat, the blah, 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 just all of it, um, was that I developed a relationship with my body through that of what, so now I just, I guess I would call it intuitive eating. So I'm just eat what my body wants. And when we're connected with our bodies in that way, and I'm not saying it's perfect all the time. And that, you know, I'm always doing that. Sometimes I'm hungry and something's there and I eat that. But for the most part, it's very flowy and very intuitive. And I'm at the store and I kind of just buy what I'm drawn to buy. And sometimes I'll have a meal plan, of course, but yeah. So I remember being in acupuncture school and I, I, I was vegetarian at the time and my teacher, my nutrition. So I learned Chinese nutrition, which is which is really beautiful because it does flow with um, the earth and the elements and the properties of the food 
according to what, how, what your body is and is your body more, have more heat or more cold, you know, which organ systems and all of that. Um, but one thing that uh, one sort of diagnosis, if you will, in Chinese medicine is blood deficiency, which means not that you don't have enough blood, but that your blood may not be nutritious enough for your body. It doesn't have all the ingredients, basically meaning iron, right? And so you can tell if someone is, I'm doing air quotes, blood deficient, right? Because these are labels, but they can be useful sometimes. Um, you can tell if someone is blood deficient by the, the pallor, you know, of their tongue, if it's pale, you know, their nails, even under the eyes, if it's, if it's really pale, all of that. So my teacher, my nutrition teacher at the time was like, Tara, please, would you please eat some meat? For <laughs> eat some meat. Cause I was like weak and frail and like trying to get all the things in my diet, trying to eat well as a vegetarian, you know, trying to get all the, and so as soon as he said that, I was like, Oh, Oh yes, that feels so good. So I think even that day or the next day I went out and I got um, beef mm-hmm. and I ate it and oh, my body just lit up like ding, yeah. felt it and it was grounding and it was nourishing, it nourished me. And so that was my journey. My like two year journey with being a vegetarian was that. And ever since I've, I've eaten meat and there's this whole blood type thing, which, you know, you can take it or leave it, but I'm O positive, which I guess is the first blood type, which is carnivorous, mm. meant to be carnivorous. Um, and so I do really well. I do really well eating meat. I don't eat it every day or all the time, but I know, I know when my body needs it or wants it and then I eat it, but also I'm fine going vegetarian or vegan for, you know, periods of time. It's just really whatever, you know, whatever my body is telling me. And there's so many other things like, oh, we can go cut to you, Liz, and we can just have a conversation about this. But because um, I know you, you've had a journey as well with all of that. But now, of course, I do my best to um, be really, really aware of the source of mm. the meat, right? So it's not just any meat. It's um, And now that I'm working on the farm with all the animals and I'm getting to know the sweet little cows... <laughs> And the pigs and all the thing, the chickens. It's oh. funny. I don't really have a problem with the chicken. I'm like, yeah, I could still eat chicken. No problem. Even though there's tons of chickens and I love them, but the cows are like, oh God, it just, but I still, if the cows are treated well and the meat is good and I know it is, I still don't have a problem eating it, but it, it has, you know, shifted a little bit for me and, and all the pigs that we have. And the pigs are so smart. The pigs are like, have the intelligence of a three-year-old child, you know, so they know all these words. I mean, they're just letting their little tails wag when you come up to them and say their name. And they're they're just so sweet. So it is on my heart. Yeah. I have a question. What prompted you to become a vegetarian at that time? Um, Oh, I think I had probably watched one of those documentaries about the, just the horridness of like the mainstream, you know, meat production. And I was like, Oh God, it's just, I can't, it broke, it just broke my heart. And I was just like, Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, you know, but now again, being more mindful about the sourcing and all of that is very important to me. Yeah. 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 I wanted to 
to ask because I wanted to see if there was a moral compass because it can be for so di- so many different reasons yeah. that people choose a diet, right? Yeah. They're having health um, imbalances. Yes. Okay, maybe if I do this, it'll help bring my body, it, it, it'll help my body bring itself back to balance or yeah. um, I'm having this moral conflict about eating another being or yes. I mean, so many different things. So um, many things. Yeah, I've been a vegan for almost a decade now. Um, and transition from being a pescatarian at that time, I, say I would eat fish, like seafood, every now and again. Mm-hmm. I didn't really eat a lot of um, me to begin with throughout my life. My mom was a vegetarian most of her life. My dad ate everything. And so we had everything at home, but meat was never like something that settled well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, just digestively. I was just, yeah. I was like, you know, I like to taste and I really liked organ meats. Oh, interesting. They're so nutritious. <laughs> I loved liver and even like wow. um, the heart and Ooh, girl. Heart and Cow's tongue. Have you had that before? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh. That was disgusting, right? That's it's disgusting. Um, so, I, yeah, I love that growing up. I wouldn't eat all the time because we didn't have it all the time. But when we yeah. had it, I really remember liking that. And um, I think the first time that I had, I started to have like a um, an intuitive, my own guidance in regards to the meat and all that was my aunt. I had an aunt. I have an aunt. She used to live in the countryside and we would go visit every vacation. We would rent a house right next to hers. And there was like a connecting, connecting doors. And I remember she used to make this chicken dish with this dark sauce. And I Mm. love the chicken dish. And I remember asking her like, once I was just kind of like, what do you make? No, I I saw I remember what it was. I saw a, a little mug in the fridge with something that looked like blood in it. And I said, what is that in the fridge for? What is that blood? And she said, to make that dish you like. And I was like, oh, <gasps> that was the sauce. It was the blood, blood with like other things and spices and it becomes dark. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I, I, so I can in. You know, growing up with a mother who was very vocal about the moral compass of being a vegetarian and the reason why she was a vegetarian, um, not only for health reasons, but also out of compassion for other life forms and all of that. I always had that in the back of my head. And so as I grew up and I moved out, I had a mostly like, you know, lacto-ovo-vegetarian diet for the most part. Yeah. I'd eat chicken every now and again, meat if there was, but I never cooked meat yeah. or chicken, yeah. you know, um, and I ate eggs. And I thought I could never be a vegan because I love cheese. I love yes. cheese. And I, I can <laughs> never be a vegan. Like, that's just not a thing. That's so, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was like, I may be, you know, like a lacto-ovo vegetarian or whatever. I didn't think much about it. It was just kind of how life was flowing and things were happening. And then um, I was mostly a pescatarian when I became pregnant. And I remember um, I was at 
uh, Whole Foods and I was getting food from the hot bar and there was chicken and I saw it and I went, oh my God, like my whole body was just like, I want that, I want that piece of chicken. It was like a little drum, right? Like a chicken thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I remember calling my husband. Oh my God, I, I want to eat the piece of chicken. I don't know what to do. And he was just like, eat it. And I was eat just like, it. but uh, you know, it was that whole conflict of just like that yeah. weirdness about, but I haven't eaten chicken in so long. And, 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 I, and, I, it's in, and all of that. And I said, okay, I'm going to eat this piece of chicken. And I remember I got that little piece of chicken with whatever else I wanted. I sat down, I ate it. And I was just like, oh, wow, this felt really good. And then um, it happened another time during the pregnancy, and that was it. I craved mostly watermelon. That's what I wanted mm-hmm. on the pregnancy. I had that. I had one crave was watermelon. And so, um, as our child was born, when the introduction of solid food started, there was something going on with the gut process, and um, our pediatrician said i'm gonna need you because you're still the primary source of food yeah less milk i'm gonna need you to cut dairy soy processed sugar wheat um and dairy soy processed sugar wheat or eggs and i said okay of course then i cut it and i was like i'm fine i can i'm actually i feel good and i've always felt good so i I didn't have any you know again ailments or balances or anything that could be addressed by food that i would notice a difference but then i watched a video of a guy playing with a fish Mm. i said oh my god i can never eat fish again i saw the clear consciousness of that being that aliveness and that playfulness Mm. that interaction and so that that was then my, I think the falling away for me of you know the animals that I already wasn't eating and then that just added to when I was still yeah, eating yeah. and, and I was just kind of like oh okay and it was just such a I didn't plan for that transition but it just mm-hmm. happened so naturally and I felt so good that I was just like I'm a vegan and you know I don't eat I don't eat wheat anymore and I don't do certain things. And then I reintroduced soy um, and there's only certain kind of soy products. I don't like that. I can eat so much so processed that they don't do well for me. And so I think for me, people getting educated first in what real food is, regardless of what your diet type, you know, if you're eating something out of a package, it's most likely processed food. That's not real. Like, food that's alive at the source so regardless of what diet one chooses and all of that like what is it that it's coming alive for you and how can you in whatever diet that you choose pick the most nutritious the most alive the most life-giving yes um, you know yeah eat real food real food and so yeah when I talk about veganism and some people are like, well, how do you do it? It's so expensive. And I go, I don't know what you mean. How is that expensive? Like if you're eating fruits, fresh veggies, fresh fruits. Um, and one great thing about being vegan is that it kind of forces you 
to eat packages, to read packages, right? You have to read everything to yes. make sure. And then you yes. start really noticing a lot of the stuff that most of mm. the foods are made out of. Yep. And you start really connecting with the poisons that are in the food and things yes. that are allowed in food that are not regardless of your diet that no one should be eating. No one should consume, yeah. Seed oils. Woo. And so um, I'm grateful for that aspect of just having to kind of, you know, find comb ingredients and really look. And being vegan doesn't mean being healthy necessarily, because a lot of people are like, oh, vegan is fine. There's a lot of processed vegan food and all of that. And so I think coming back to just wholeness, right? Yes. Wholeness wholeness of like, how fresh is it? How, 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 the more similar it can get to when you find it in nature. Yes. The better. Yeah. And really cooking with, I mean, for me, cooking with um, spices, so many different spices we can cook with and herbs that flavor our food, you know, instead of using sugar. And I mean, I still use salt too, but salt, pepper, but you know, just really whatever we can get. Yeah. From the earth and, and, and there's a balance. I mean, for me, you know, it's, it's definitely not you know, every meal that I'm cooking for myself and eating for myself, even though that is the the ideal, you know, because I also like to go out and enjoy a meal out or, and not be thinking about constantly what's in this, you know, cause I went through that phase too, where I was like, what's in it? What do I, you know, and, and reading all the labels and doing all the things, which is, which is good to do, but there's that balance, right. Of not being obsessive and not, I mean, I went through, I remember, I think I talked about this before, even on this podcast, but in my early twenties, when I was in college and there was this whole low fat craze, remember the low fat craze when it was like, and I was eating so many packaged gross foods that were low fat. And I thought, Oh, I'm doing great. You know, horrible for like, like low, like fat-free cheese slices on just the things I think about, you know, like the lean cuisines and the, when I was young and I didn't know yet, you know, all of that. So, um, and one, and I wanted to say too, one thing that has recently come to my attention, which, which makes me sad is, so I don't do a lot of dairy. I don't, if I eat cheese, it's usually goat cheese or I love goat cheese. Um, I love the little goaties and I love the cheese they make for us. Um, so, so I'll eat that. Um, and I do have cheese sometimes. Um, but so I, I've always done like milk alternatives, right? I've been through the gamut, right? It started with soy and then it went to like rice and then almond and then um, hemp, but you know, all these different things. And, and most recently in the past couple of years, I've loved oat milk because it's like, well, it's from oats. It t- it's creamy. It tastes good. It's from oats. What, what could be so bad? <laughs> well, apparently, well, of course, you have to look at the, the what's in the oat milk, right? Because they can put a lot of extra stuff in there and additives. So you have to get the one that doesn't have the safflower oil, and, you know, all this stuff. However, we just saw this video. Jeremy just showed me this video of, um, of Oatly, which is our favorite, Mm. that they do not put on there that there's canola oil in it, but I guess they did testing or something. And they were like, that's in here. It's like so bad, you know, of course, canola. I mean, it's just, you know, they were like, you're better off eating a donut from the gas station. I'm like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oatly, now my precious Oatly. And so I've circled back around to, well, what, what is closest to nature? Raw milk. Mm -hmm. raw cow's milk. Right. And I haven't 
there's plenty of um, dairy farmers around here. So I know we can find it. I haven't yet, but that is my next adventure of looking into like, again, what is the closest, closest I can get? So raw milk and the raw butter and the, you know, all of those things. Cause we do organic ghee and butter and things like that. Um, But so that just, you know, it doesn't matter again, what your diet is. It's just get it as close to nature as you can and feel good about it. Feel good about what you're eating and where it comes from, because that'll make a big difference when it goes into your body. Yeah. Getting in touch with how you feel when you eat certain things. Uh-huh. Again, the whole connecting yes. with your body. And so I think that we're going through a reclamation of the connection between our spirituality and our like physical aspect in this, this experience. And so it's not to deny one or the other, but how do we integrate? And the closer you get from, you know, upgrading up here, whatever that means to you, also find the balance to ground and bring that heaven onto earth. Yeah. What is that experience like? And what does it really feel like? And I think that sometimes having certain pieces of information helps you connect the dots. So I remember reading a book about sugar. It's called Sugar Blues. And... Mm-hmm. I recommend everybody reading that book and understanding the history of processed sugar. Yes. What sugar does to your body. I'm not talking about fruit sugar. No. Not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about processed sugar. White sugar. Yes. And just understanding that everything we're putting in has an interaction with our body. And what is that like? Um, You talked about the oat milk and I like to give our friends a quick recipe for oat milk so you can do a simple oat milk at home some people talk about oh mine is slimy or whatever the way you do that first get organic oats because oats are heavily pesticized yes and maybe a cup of oat and then let it soak overnight in some filtered water whatever you use for our filtration system not tap water um Hopefully everybody has some sort of filtration system. Yes. Um, we'll talk we about that too. Toxic debris and, you know, additions in the water system. Yeah. Um, so you soak it overnight. The next day you dump that water, rinse the oats in a strainer, and then blend it with about one, start with one and a half, two cups of water, add a sprinkle of sea salt, and then some, you know, um, vanilla extract, if you like. Mm, And then just see how creamy you like it. Add more water, water, and just, it'll stay in the fridge for a few weeks. And it's your, it's clean. It's, there's nothing else but oats and water and whatever little additions. You can put a little bit of cinnamon, if you like. Um, Spices, again, as you were talking about, using spices, using food as like, Everything comes with its own gift, right? Spices, yes. that, that beautiful gift of um, activating the fire, the coolness, mm-hmm. the, the, the soothing inflammation, everything. And so yes. learning things, if it could be intuitively when you eat something, you feel something and it, you know, and sometimes adding that inflammation will connect the dots from what you feel with the head and it just integrates that whole system of what I talk about, the three brains your head brain, your heart brain, your gut brain. And it's just that activation of like, oh, I feel a certain way because of this. And then it leads Mm -hmm. back to receive a certain way, right? So I think bringing that piece in, and I also want to touch on the milk, like you were talking about. A lot of people, as we go through this reclamation of our own connection and our wellness in this uh, meat suit, 
a lot of people are moving away from a certain kind of model, right? Of how we've been kind of indoctrinated into being and what we put and not put in our bodies. So remembering also that the foods that you're eating sometimes are being put through those same processes. They're being injected with antibiotics and other things. So you are indirectly consuming that. So becoming more aware of that. And interestingly enough, a lot of people talk about not eating GMOs or not, you know, doing that. But what other things are you putting into your body in the forms of, I'm quoting here, like adding air quotes, yeah. medicine, injections, or other things that have substances that you wouldn't eat. And so becoming aware of that as we are bringing it up here, like, every level of nutrition in the body. So far, we've only touched on food, right? And we can broaden the scope. What are you reading? What are you ingesting visually? What are you listening to? That's all nutrition. Yeah. And it either fulfills you and uplifts yeah. life or it takes from yeah. you. Yeah. And there's no judgment here, you know, as we talk about all of these things. Obviously, Liz and I, you know, have very different you know, diets, but we don't, there's no judgment. There's no, like, if you're spiritual, you eat this way, because that's an old, old model. That's the old, you know, slave self system of, and there's a lot of push in the agenda these days for veganism, yep. right? Because, but it's, again, it's what are those products that are quote unquote vegan? What is the process they're going through? Where is it coming from? And, and do you want to eat, you know, printed fake meat? Probably not ever. <laughs> Nobody does. So it's just being aware. And, and I love how you talked about, you know, just paying attention. How do you feel when you put something in your body? How do you feel when you eat something? How is that energetic substance interacting with you as an energetic being? Because it's all a dance. Yes. Right? And if we're just clear enough to be aware enough to pay attention, and that's like not eating so fast also, and just just sitting down with your meal and and being grateful for it even if it's for just a second before you know I find that so sweet just to thank the farmers and the whoever however this meal got in front of me just to be grateful for that and um and know that whatever's even if I'm sitting in front of you know a chocolate chip cookie which happens occasionally you know like blessing that and thinking that, thinking that too, and knowing that and feeling good when I'm eating that and not being like, oh, this is really bad. Where did it come from? What's all the, oh, there might be sugar in here, you know, which again, the refined sugar. Yes. I'm not a fan of the refined sugar at all. Um, it does things in my body as well. <laughs> and it does things in all of our bodies. But, um, but if you are going to eat something like a piece of chocolate cake, feel good about it. You know, I mean, that's, isn't it uh, what TJ says, right? A happy donut's better than a sad salad. <laughs> so I true. totally support that message. Yes. And let me just say something. It's 2022. There are so many yummy alternatives for yes. soups that are made with, you know, better options nowadays. Um, I have to give a shout out to my favorite chocolate honey mama's. And just the wholeness of it, and it's cacao and honey and coconut, and it's just really mm. awesome ingredients, and it it fulfills that sweet taste without you feeling yes. like you give something right. Also, rewriting the stories that we have with food because we have that kind of power, right? Yes. Everybody 
now for I'm not denying the effect on the body because you can feel it. But if you're going to eat it, like, all right, like go for it and go, go for it. <laughs> you know, Be all go. in. <laughs> Just do it and own it, I think. Yeah. You know? And if and if you are eating something because emotionally eating something because you're wanting it to fill that place in you, you know, wanting to fill some hole in you, be aware of that too. And you can still eat it, but just bring an awareness like, oh, am I hungry? Am I, I just want this because we're human. We're here in these bodies. It's okay to have a desire for, you know, something sweet. And as Liz says, there's so many alternatives now. I know when I, when I bake, which again is pretty rare, but when I do, it's, you know, I have monk fruit sweetener and, um, and coconut sugar and honey, you know, all these different maple syrup, all these things can be used. And, and once you stop the refined sugar, your taste changes. And like, now I eat something like sweet with that's with natural sweetener. and It is sweet enough. You know, like if I were to have something that had, you know, actual sugar and occasionally I do, and I'll have a bite and I'm like, Whoa, like I, couldn't eat any more of it because my taste is so cleansed or something, you know? Yeah. It just changes. And I think the desire also upgrades like, you know, looking at my one time I can't give up cheese. I look at cheese now and I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. And people are like, can don't you want to eat it? I'm like, no, no, (laughs) No, there's no, I'm not holding myself back. I'm not training myself. And I think that, once you develop a relationship with food and you start connecting, right? What feels good. Yeah. It's a natural progression to just really, it falls away. What doesn't work for you. Yeah. And you start to be, it's just clear. And there is no force that there's no forcing. Yeah. You're just kind of like, no, like, well, yeah. I'm good. you know, because the forcing doesn't work. It, if you're like, okay, I'm going to make myself do this, even though I don't really want to. And, I still have these emotional attachments or whatever. If that's not cleared yet and you force yourself, then there starts to be resentment and all these other things. So, but once you do it and you just develop that relationship, like Liz said, it's very natural falling away. Very very natural. Um, It's the same thing with what we decide to consume visually and auditorially and like the places that we start to move towards, right? The people that we start to navigate because we are this electrical a force and we're communicating at all times. And so when you find yourself in an environment, are you being nourished by that environment? Is yeah. that really giving life to you or do you feel depleted? Is it taken? And, and start yeah. being real with oneself, right? And start really noticing that because that's our inner compass. And that was a lot of information right there. And as we've talked here many times, we've been conditioned to move away from that because when you are connected you are ungovernable Mm -hmm. system likes control and likes that kind of oppressive it has an oppressive nature because it has a hierarchy and it has other things and so it's every to me I think what the reclamation that we're going through is really at every level bringing the pieces yeah. back together connecting them and, and becoming this wholesome being that's not well I can be happy when I'm I don't like my job and I can be happy when I'm out of my job because it's just a job is that really how you want to live right how do we reclaim the pieces of ourselves and again the value of us through this authenticity because we all come 
with a different flavor and a different mm. texture, like the flowers when you yeah. go out. Mm-hmm. You say you can even prefer a certain flower for whatever reason, but just say this one is prettier than that. Like you just, it, it, it's not. Yeah, even yeah. you can't do it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you the inclination to say, well, I like apples more than I like pears, but to say this one is better than the, it's just so it's different. Yeah. How can you? And it's the same with us and our, our bodies are all so different and they need and want different things. So you cannot compare yourself to anybody else. And you can try diets that people might recommend, but you just have to take what works for you and leave the rest. And it's the same with all the things that go into our bodies and minds and souls and all of it. What kind of new cycle are you attached to? What, what are you allowed? What are you giving yourself to? I feel like that's really what's becoming clear, like that exchange and what do you allow in and what do you allow to project to like invite in? Right. So it's, it's just that in every level that we're being called to really just become more and more aware. Mm. Yeah. And we do have, I mean, there are limitations to our awareness and attention in one day, right? We have the construct of time that we all agree to here. So time and also energy and our just our bandwidth of consciousness in one day is what it is in one day. So yeah. What are you exchanging and engaging with and allowing? Allowing. And then as we know, being bodies of water, what are we photocopying and then we're spreading out yeah right because it's not to bury one's head in the sand because we can learn from things and the the gift of discernment we just had come on and we were talking about discerning like a very deep level of discerning beyond the surface level of appearances and again it's just this deep reconnecting this deep integration i'm in the process now of reconnecting with my own sexual energy and the power of that creative Mm. force and um i heard something so beautiful that kimamani was saying in the course that i'm taking now and i would like for her to be a guest on our show but she was talking about you know our vaginas as being it's a whole entity in and on itself (laughs) and your vagina left (laughs) <laughs> and, it, and I was just like, oh, I just love that idea of just like yeah. having this portal in our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And just this beautiful, this big portal yeah. of and how do we integrate that? Because we've been ashamed and we've been yeah. conditioned and we've been traumatized. Yeah. Women and as men too. Yeah. I'm not going to get the men out of this because I think as humans, We've been traumatized on so many levels and we've mm. been fragmented. And so this reclamation, here we are talking about nutrition. The question is, I think, that we leave everybody today with what nourishes you? Yeah. Right? Not on the superficial yeah. comfort of numbing out, but what deeply nourishes you and brings you back to this state of aliveness of openness, of softness, of invitation that we really are. Yeah. And this includes your relaxation time. Yes. Which you get to choose what that is. And it can be, and there are no rules and there's no right and wrong. And there's no this, this or that. It's just, that is part, not just the active stuff, but also 
we need time to recharge, right? As beings of this earth, we need time to recharge and what recharges you, what nourishes you in that time as well. Yeah. Yesterday, um, we went for a walk on the beach and I got there. Mm -hmm. The plan was to go on the walk at the beach. Yeah. I got there and I completely, I collapsed on the beach and I just lay there Mm -hmm. for maybe an hour and a half. That's all Mm -hmm. I could do. Mm. there was no there was no phone there I was not I wasn't listening to any talks I wasn't doing you know I feel like also the times sometimes feel like we're always like okay we need to level up and we need to we need to right yeah that too Mm -hmm. and it's like again coming back to that connection you know the next step you know what the, the the next right in quotes things thing for you is and so it was just a complete discharge and recharge. I just needed to lay there and let yeah. it do its thing. I was like, right. I, have, I, I have no power over this right now. My body <laughs> really done. Yeah. My body is my energetic body, my mental body. And I was just like, yeah. and I, when they were leaving to go on the walk, I was like, am I, in the, I didn't even see where I laid. I just literally, when I got to a thing, I sat down and I was like, here I am. And this is where I'm going to be. Oh, yes. I love that. Like, okay, I'm not in the middle of anything, right? I can just. Yeah, in the middle of some ecstatic dance party on the beach. Right. Oh, and I was just like, just complete surrender. So, can we also give ourselves the opportunity to be held and be taken care of by silence and and just, you know, the creek next to you? Bathtub, if that's all you have right now, like the waters in your. You know, can you be held and just go into deep quiet just to be for a little bit? Just to be, yeah. Or a tree in your backyard. I mean, whatever, anything, any piece of that. And it's almost always, the answer is almost always slow down. (laughs) Yeah. Slow down. It's simple. (laughs) Down enough. You can recognize that. Yeah. Just walking barefoot. Go on a hike barefoot. I challenge everyone mm-hmm. to go on a hike. People are like, well, but then you're going to step. It makes you more mindful. It helps you slow down. And all of a sudden, you're one with that element yeah. that yeah. the shoes keep you disconnected from. Yeah. And so um, it's in simple tasks and observations and things that we you know, can just take a moment before you start cooking, just stand there in Tadasana mountain pose and just ground yourself, spread your toes, feel the balance of the four corners of your feet. How am I connected right now? How am I present right now? So to me, presence, to be able to slow down enough, right? To just be in every moment. It's been the most nourishment that I can get from anything. Yeah. Leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So what nourishes you? Let us know. You can email us at the source connection at protonmail.com or leave a note for us here. We absolutely love hearing from you. So thank you. We'll see you next time.